0: This is the Relevant Podcast.
1: It's episode 960, and it's the Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Austin, Texas, author, speaker, podcaster, Jamie Ivey. Hey guys. And from Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, and mogul, the Svelte, the weight-losing, Derek Miner. What up, though? Hey, hold on.
2: Don't put that pressure look, on me, bro. Cause, hey, hey, no, it's public, it's public
1: <laughs> affirmation and accountability. You're wanting to get in that, you know, hot boy summer bod, and you're working yeah. on it. You're looking good. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. just, you know, some positive affirmation well, midstream. You, you don't have to wait till May the Cameron finish line. And-
3: can you reintroduce me and put that positive <gasps> affirmation on me? Hey, you haven't
1: Hey Derek stood up. I saw on camera that he's he's looking tight. He's got tight. I have you haven't stood up, Jamie, so I can haven't been able to compliment you. But you look
2: fantastic, your hair looks lovely.
4: Oh, well, Jamie
2: always is out here looking fly. I don't know what she's talking about.
4: That's you know, all I'm stop. saying. He's got the earring game going today. <laughs> it's I, I I affirm. I affirm. Jamie, Derek. You know you you and Cameron have have been talking together about uh, different health regiments. I'm kind of jealous mm-hmm. because I ate a full. Uh, you know I've been eating full twelve Just inch see. long Subway subs lately. Like <laughs> I haven't done that since you, high school. I used to high school too. <laughs> but, But they're so good. They're so good, right? Like, you finish the six-inch, you're like, oh, I could easily. That is an appetizer. That is an appetizer right there. I mean, I think they put (laughs) something in the bread. I think they put something in the bread these days to make you more hungry. Like, there's no no way. uh, I have a
1: question. Y'all don't live around. uh, We have a supermarket chain called Publix Mm -hmm. that is famous for their subs. The Pub Sub is like when people leave Florida, they don't miss Florida, but they miss Publix. They'll like yeah. tweet about it over the years, you know. They
3: have them in Nashville, I think. We
1: got plenty. Bl- we got a lot of
2: pub- Publix. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. My, wife worked, my, my wife actually actually just got a new job at uh, Publix Pharmacy. So. Someone oh, told me cool. just yesterday, really?
3: Cameron, that they're coming to Texas. So you there.
1: There you go. The Pub sub will change your life. You don't have to settle for that slop at Subway,
2: like okay, Jesse. Time
4: out. Here's the problem with the pub sub, well, and then I want to get to Derek's nutrition. We won't
2: we won't get to eat fresh uh, uh, sponsorship, sponsorship on this, is, right?
4: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, we're, no, we're, we were we were on the brink of being in company with like Tom Brady and Steph Curry. Thanks a lot. I'm angling for a public <laughs> sponsorship. Thank you. Here's the problem. Here's the problem with pub subs: is you go in there yeah. your lunch break and you order up a, a sub, and you you you're gonna settle in for at least about a half hour, forty five minutes, because it's like ordering a cup of coffee. At like intelligentsia, like it's like art. yeah, oh, wow. exactly. It's like art. they're laying each piece of salami oh, and like you know hey, salt hey, bain. Hey. Uh, uh, when you're
1: when you're at Subway, they're scooping out meat with an ice cream scooper. When you're at Publix, it's <laughs> boar's head. <laughs> it's, it's, nice, it's real it's
3: food.
4: It's efficient and at Subway. Don't,
3: so. don't let us all forget when you leave Subway, you smell like Subway all day long. So, do you want that in your life? You make people
2: hungry. Look, Subway, so I'm not a part of this. I'm not a part of this. If you want to sponsor me, I think your subs are great.
3: They they can sponsor you on your weight loss journey. They've done that before. Listen, when I'm in... Listen, when I'm, I, don't think eating, a new I don't think
1: eating a loaf of bread every day is going to help on his weight loss journey. Don't, with Jared. Say, don't be with say, Jared. I was <laughs> going to say, I
2: beat a new Jared. Then I was like, you know what? Nah, no, that's no, not no, a no, idea. No, 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 We're no, not going to no, be the new Jared. We're going to... Jared is no. Look, take that, Clark. Delete. Jared I am not right. the new
4: Jared. When I'm in a new town or a new area, and it's like, yeah. oh, it's lunchtime. I don't even pull up my phone. I don't even look at an app to, to find the smell. subway. I just, I just. <laughs> Where's that? Where's like what Jim Gaffigan calls? Where's that bread exhaust smell coming from? And I just track it down like a like a bloodhound.
2: Exhaust Stop this. but Derek, I have, I
4: got, I got a question for you. You know, you, you're on, you're on this health, this health journey. What are the main vices? What are the main things where it's like, uh oh, this is gonna derail me?
2: (sighs) Man, you you got a sweet tooth, don't you? Yes, I have an ungodly, it's not really a sweet tooth because, bro, I will literally cook a 12 inch, like I'll cook a six inch ribeye steak at 10 o'clock at night. Like I have a, I like good food tooth. So if it's sweet and (laughs) it's good, I like it. If it's, if it's, you know, savory and it's good, I like it. I am a foodie through and through. So the big thing for me is, Portion size um, mm. and late eating, so it's like I'll eat and be like, "Dang, I probably shouldn't have ate that much," but by that time, it's too late. And then, <laughs> high key, I hate working out. Like, like there's I don't there's nothing about working out that I like. So, what's been working for me is I go play basketball with uh, my homeboy Aaron Cole. With me and him, we hoop. And uh that helps out a lot. It helps out with cardio. But I I do not like working out. I didn't even like it when I was playing like like organized sports with high school, college. J-
4: Jamie, what what is your primary food vice? If you're at if you're at a restaurant and this is on the menu, it's like, well, it's happening. I'm ordering.
3: Mine is going to be salty things. So chips and salsa i mean at a mexican restaurant i just i want all the enchiladas i love cheese i love chips mm. i love wine mm. all the things mm. it's just like oh you should cut all these things out if you want to get healthy mm-hmm. i want them all all the time also for me i get if i get home at like 5 30 i am i am like so hungry at 5 30 that's what kills me too is i'm like oh i should eat an apple no how about i just eat an entire bag of chips and salsa instead that's my problem
1: you, you you know what that, that you know that, that that's why you're you're getting older, Jamie. Because old people start eating earlier and <laughs> earlier and earlier. I should just have they're dinner like, at five thirty. Shoot, that's what I'm saying. I, my parents have shifted to that mode. Like it, like the other day, like they're like, "Do you want to have dinner?" And I'm like, "Sure." You know, can we eat it? You know, when do you want to meet? And I was like, 6 They're like, "Oh, that late, really?" And I'm like. When did you turn into retirement, folks? Like, how is man. 6 o'clock late? Am
3: I the oldest one here? are like, well,
4: we, we usually dinner on the way home from work at like 5, 530. I'm like, I, oh, I ain't man. living that life. Well, I could have a mid-afternoon snack of like a DiGiorno, which, by the way, I've been thinking a lot about DiGiorno <laughs> lately.
3: They like have an entire pizza ever. for a snack? What? Oh yeah. It's not delivery. delivery?
4: It's DiGiorno. Uh, Literally no one's ever made that mistake. No one has walked into (laughs) a living room with a DiGiorno and someone's like, what was that? Did did you get that delivered? I, did I miss the delivery man? It's clearly a DiGiorno. No one has made that mistake one time ever. So here's the thing
2: that that is bothering me right now, Jesse. Mm -hmm. This is what's bothering me. This man, Jesse, so far said DiGiorno's snacks, 12 inch subways. Mm-hmm. And have y'all seen what Jesse looks like in person? Because yeah. I saw him for the first time last year. Tall and, and spelt. He,
1: an Adonis among men.
2: Like he is freaking like 6'1, 6'2. Like he's a freaking athlete. Y'all. The statue like, of David come like you to life. He can like,
3: just eat anything. It doesn't bother you.
2: The little frisbee yes. and everything. That's he is that's, he is like like no lie. Like, so it really Bothers me that that Jesse that you're able to eat the most ridiculous thing. This man said he ate a whole sleeve of Oreo. He's like he's five <laughs> years old. Here's, here's the key though, Derek.
1: Derek, he, the key is he's active. He's at the gym oh, right, yeah, several times sure. a week. He's playing sports all the time. That's that's the key for him. And that's my issue. Uh, okay. Like you. Like I'm like. I don't eat you that bad. Moving. I just don't do
4: anything, <laughs> you know. like I, But the, I, ol- the the only reason I stay active is because I refuse to change my diet. Absolutely refuse, flat <laughs> refusal. Hey, it's not Hey, I happening. respect it, man. If you're not self-aware, you're self-aware. Was
2: the ground. <laughs> he said, "This is the life I want to
1: live." And if I gotta eat like, if I won't gonna eat the way I want,
4: I gotta there do this can. on the side if and want, he's maintained it. If I want Five Guys, I'm having Five Guys. Period. <laughs> it hard stop. If I'm gonna hold the giorno at midnight, I'm eating a whole giorno up at night. <laughs> Life's wow. easy for me. I'm oh. like
1: I, I, I want those things, and I'll be like, I can't because I don't want to do the work <laughs> that like you do. I don't, I'm like I'm not gonna go spend an hour and a half in the gym so I can have a DiGiorno at midnight. So I'll just, so, you know, sacrifice worth the
2: trade money. off. Worth the trade I, off. I agree with you. So I got this text thread. It's crazy that y'all said that
3: just now. But I had this text thread,
2: and no, well, this is a text thread, <laughs> and this uh, sorry.
3: Oh, no, I thought it was right important.
2: Now, Roger Publix was re- reaching out because he heard I'm in this, I'm in this text, text thread of of elder statesman. And uh, this lady says this. Uh, my friend posted this tweet and this lady says this. She says, my dad works at a crappy job, drinks too much, and his only friend is his brother. I always thought he led an unfulfilled life, but I had an epiphany. I'm always worried and anxious and angry, but my dad is none of these things. Maybe he actually has life figured out. Maybe I can learn from him. Below is his counterintuitive wisdom from my dad, Chaz, that you won't find in any self-help book. First one. Eat like crap and drink like a fish. He says, my dad wow. is on the buffet diet. Soda all day like Warren and liquor at night like Jimmy. He ends the night this with a sleeve of Oreos. And he, and he looks great. So eat whatever you want. Drink however you much you want and don't stress about your diet. Then he says... Think only of yourself. My brother and my dad had a huge fight and stopped speaking to each other. Well, it all goes through all of this, and it's just like he was like, yo, his the pers-, or she was like, yo, the perspective my dad has on his weight, just like, yo, I'm just gonna do whatever I want. That's working out for him. I feel like Jesse is kind of knocking on the door of that. Like Jesse's gonna be this, you know, 60, 70-year-old dude that still looks amazing, and he's eating a sleeve of Oreos on the porch. And everybody else is just done.
4: Listen, you live. You got. You you only got so many spins around the sun. You know what I'm saying? Uh Like you got. You got to live your life. It's like when you read those interviews with someone who's like 101 on some local news channel. It's like the local, the oldest resident in Wichita. You know, Mm -hmm. just turned 103 today, and they're always saying every day for the last 83 years. Yeah, my secret: Twizzlers and bourbon every morning. (laughs) And you're like,
2: oh my gosh.
4: <laughs> Facts. I've, I, and, and you know
2: what? Just just to be honest, in even my weight loss journey, the less I've stressed about the weight, the the easier it has been to get some of it off and to also get into a rhythm. So I think mm-hmm. there is some validity. I don't know if it's extreme as, you know, drinking sodas and Jack all day. But, you know what I mean? I think definitely not being so hard on myself, if I get, you know, if I do indulge a little bit, it's just knowing like having that balance. So I think there's a little validity.
4: Look, I Jesse's mean, Jesse's mastered it though. Look, I mean, we, we have literally the sacraments, okay? The two foods that are meant to remind us of communing with God Himself are bread and alcohol. And wine. <laughs> it's, like,
0: All right. it's like, I It's
4: like, I think, you know, the subtext is there is God is maybe saying, hey, lighten up with. Worrying about diet too much, like I, I could have right. made, I could have made the sacrifice And what's and the funny thing is, the one thing that is used as an analogy for evil is a fruit, is a piece of fruit. <laughs> at the Very beginning, God's <laughs> like, God's like, look, when when my son comes back, the curse of humanity isn't gonna be eating from a garden. It's bread and alcohol. <laughs> 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 oh, <that laughs> I didn't, <was> <laughs> like, that's not me, that's
1: not, th- that is, th- that's scripture, what do you want? Hey, if you're Baptist, it's, it's, you bread, and grape grape it's bread and grape juice, it's bread yeah. and grape juice, so, yeah. yeah. yeah it was unfermented home. back in Bible times, that's, it. You know, it's a lo- loose <laughs> translation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now,
4: yeah, that's
5: right, <laughs> I about that. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talk to one of our favorite hip-hop artists, Juan Day. She joins us. Uh, we also have your feedback. Remember, we moved it to the Friday episode. Um, I do believe we're, we're dipping back to the Coco Podcast Network question of the week. <laughs> that, that episode, man, I listened to it again the other day. You were in a rare mood that day, dude. <laughs> like, that was so Buddy. funny. And Derek, you crushed that interview. That, that was such a good conversation, yeah. too. Hey, if uh, you, Thank you. If any of y'all's friends, you're listening right now, if any of y'all's friends have wondered about this podcast, send them that episode, because it was like mm. the two extremes of what we aspire to. Absolutely bizarre <laughs> humor and really thoughtful, substantive conversation in the I same episode. That. So, you know, there you go. Go check out, what was that? What episode, Clark, what episode was that? 9.57? It was 9.57. Dr. Christina Edmondson. Yeah. There you go. Alright, uh well moving the show along, stay tuned. Tyler joins us for Relevant
5: Buzz. <laughs>
1: Listen to Grace Ives. The song is Lullaby. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in.
0: Amazing. Did not disappoint.
6: Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking,
1: uplifting.
0: You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen season four.
1: Episodes one through three of The Chosen season four are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for
5: relevant buzz.
1: Please welcome to the show relevant senior editor Tyler Huckabee to tell us what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture this week. Hey, Tyler. Hey, everybody. What's the buzz?
6: <laughs> well, this is there lots going on as always, but this is a, a kind of a, the, a story that keeps coming up a lot. I'm sure you guys. So have Tyler, heard a lot what's about your this. stance
1: on on subway subs versus public subs? Oh, Publix, no question, not even close. Okay.
6: All right, yeah. go
2: ahead. No no, that was all. Yeah, I gotta no, try no. one. I've never had one. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. gonna try one for lunch. Your
1: wife works there. You guys, got, she gotta bring it home. It's like a start
2: started. I'm a man she just of the started. people. She just well,
1: started. I did hear though. I did hear though that Publix does not offer any discounts for their employees. So, oh, there's wow. not going to
4: be any free Ooh. subs
1: in your future. She, I heard. Oh wow, heard.
4: I'm a man of the people. I tell like to get my yeah. fresh deli. <laughs> my fresh deli products at the same place i can pump gas that is just to me <laughs> <laughs> i want my meat my i want my
2: seafood meat scooped with an ice cream scooper or nothing at, at all at the gas not station not going to lie the worst decision i ever off made off the highway oh, in sorry. the middle of the country the worst decision i the worst decision i ever made in my entire life was getting a euro Ooh. from a gas station oh sure <laughs> It was, it
3: was, oh. it, it, I just say we don't get food from gas stations unless it's packaged and it's, it's chips. Yeah, You're
4: telling me the BP station didn't have fresh lamb meat? <laughs> Bro, I was
1: on the toilet for months. <laughs> if you don't walk in and oh, see one no, of those spits where they're just shaving the fresh, freshly cured meat off of
2: it, you don't want to you don't no, want to walk it, out. You, yeah. walk this is how I knew I was in trouble. You don't want prepackaged. you don't want to eat it. Damn. This is how I knew I was in trouble, Cameron. So you know they got up front where You know, like they have the little like bar or whatever where they grab the meat. But usually, you know, they sliced it off the little spinner thing and they put it in there up front for easy access. Well, there was none of it up front. So the lady goes back, turns around under a cabinet and pulls the meat out of a white tub and slaps it on. That's when I knew I was like, yeah, you, you making a bad decision. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But you already paid for it though. Hey, so,
1: you're you in know, too deep. You gotta see this thing through the deep. other side. You know? Know? I'll, I'll,
4: say <laughs> I'll say this. The Flying J truck stop is generally, generally not the, the best place to experiment with uh uh you know, high end meats. But the Flying J, I'm going with
1: the Wendy's that's stuck on the side like nothing else. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna experiment with the yeah, the the subway yeah. that's in there. You yeah, don't know what kind of stuff, you know, like things that you see, like clouds and kind of and then it like settles. It's settling on. All the toppings, you know what
4: I mean? Like the, that, garden, the fl- that it's just letting the flavor all gosh. really marinate is what's happening there. And when
1: somebody opens <laughs> Yo, the bathroom door so and gross. there's a puff of wind that comes out, that is going to settle on the subway salad Ooh. toppings bar. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. there's a sneeze guard. There's a this sneeze guard in the <laughs> <a reason>. Okay,
4: <laughs> <laughs> coming in off all the right. road, you just want some lamb meat. Hey, Who, hasn't <laughs> Who hasn't been
6: there? <laughs> Tyler, what do you got? What's the bug? <laughs> this <laughs> was not my. my bug is not about we can this is gonna be a hard shift, but but we're gonna make it. This is a pivot. We are we are talking about we talked about this a few times, this this uh phenomenon that people are calling the great resignation, right? Where yeah. where people are quitting their jobs and we don't know why. So people are trying to figure out what is happening to these people. Why are they leaving their jobs and where are they going? Now since people started complaining about this, we have actually learned that it might be kind of a lot of a lot of heat but not a lot of light around this. People aren't just quitting and not working. They're quitting and going to other jobs that they other enjoy jobs. more or have more
1: flexibility. I mean, literally lowest unemployment in history is right yeah. now. I mean, they are yeah. definitely going to other jobs. That is We're true. We're not.
6: So it's, mm-hmm. so it's a lot of, so it was a little bit of a, like a media, like kind of an artificial panic, but there was right. an interesting study that came out that I think is important to remember in all of this. Uh, from a place called Job Sage, it's a career guidance service, and they found that over the last two years, one out of every four people who quit their jobs cited the major reason as being their mental health was suffering at their current job. Mm-hmm. And this just isn't something that you hear uh, talked about very much. You hear about it in this context, so like well, people just don't want to work, or they're lazy, or they, or it's or it's a greedy thing. They're be they're they're financially struggling. Those things could all be you know there could be varying degrees of truth to that, but the major. For 25% of the people surveyed, actually more than that, 28% of the people surveyed said mental health was their major concern. And actually two in five Americans overall, not just people who quit, two in five Americans say they have considered quitting their jobs for the sake of their mental health. So this is a, I know we talk about mental health a lot, but this is an ongoing issue that is definitely infecting us at a professional level, not just at a personal one with our marriages or parenting, things like that.
4: You know, I've I've seen a lot recently, too, about, you know, kind of even the ability to kind of rethink what a traditional work week looks like. You know, you've heard experiments with like a four day work week, but then also people trying to find a balance between working from home, working at an office. And I feel like there's got to be beyond just like technology has made it so that no matter what your job is, you can always be accessible and always, you know, for, for, for a lot of professions, maybe, you know, there are exceptions, like if you're maybe, you know, a manual laborer or work in the service industry, but for a lot of jobs, y- you can do your job anytime, anywhere with, you know, a lot of different devices sure. mm-hmm. and, you know, I feel like there We're probably going to get to a point. I don't think it'll be like a legislative point where, you know, you know, emails after a certain time will be against some sort of labor law. But I do think there will probably be some common understanding at some point that, look, there are mental health consequences to not being able to ever unplug. And I think some professions are probably more like this than others. But there are a lot where. I feel like a lot of the mental health issues that people are dealing with, you know, kind of post-pandemic in the workplace where they have been kind of working non-traditionally and working from home and kind of working from the road and working outside of what is kind of the typical American work hours, I think that's... That's having a to- taking a toll on people in addition to just the stress of, of trying to make ends meet in modern life. It's, you know, when you, when you, you know, for a lot of people, when they work from home, they realize they're always at work and that's, you know, without setting some sort of healthy boundary and look for a lot of people, I like working, you know what I mean? Like I like what I do. I like being creative. I like working with my colleagues, but at the same time, I think everyone has to come to the realization either, you know through the advice of others or just through, you know, some challenging personal experience of like, hey, it's probably better if I set up some boundaries. I'm probably gonna sleep better, probably gonna eat better. I'm probably gonna be more efficient when I'm like kind of locked in. You know, I, I think we're kind of collectively learning that lesson together.
1: Yeah. You know the eight hour workday was just arbitrary. It was it was around the industrial revolution and they came up with it so people, the common worker could wrap their head around dividing up their day. Eight hours of sli- rest, eight hours of recreation, eight hours of work. And that's mm. it. There wasn't some like magic formula to an eight hour workday or five day work week. I mean, it was just like literally arbitrary. So simple minded humans can clock in, clock out, and. But who's working eight person. hours?
2: I mean, God, Anymore. man. Yeah. Like pe- yeah. people are working, you know, I know my wife, you know, as a pharmacist, this is a doctor. I mean, her shortest day. Is 10. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's different professions are very different,
1: obviously, but like that standard work, yeah. eight hour workday, 40 hour workweek thing is just.
6: But you're saying, Derek, that you know? even
1: since the time of the Industrial
6: Revolution, with uh, hours, I guess, got less the lack recreation. of boundaries, means yeah, that we don't eat right. <laughs> to into our. Those, those right. eight hours for recreation, which, right. which is a nice yeah. idea in theory, it's really easy, especially for those of us who are working at home or who have very demanding jobs with a lot of pressures like your wife does. It's easy for right. that to just start. You start slipping like you spend a little more time at work or you got a little more to do than you had time for. Yeah. Instead of having to yeah. go home from the office, you, you're just like, well, I'm already in my home office. So Think I can about just her setup, though. She's
1: there working. She can walk 40 feet down, get a nice fresh sub. She That's like, true. she has everything yeah. at her disposal. Now, now, now where recreation. she was at before. Now where she's at. Yeah, really no, not Yeah, I know. Not her old spot, or but her new spot. Who count. would want to leave? And
3: now she's at Publix. Who would want
1: to go home to Derek Minor when you have fresh subs 40 feet from where you're working? Derek can make <laughs> Every <a sub>. woman <laughs> in the
2: world. <laughs> <laughs> That's who. Every woman oh. in the world. Play a player, big pop of partner. You feel me? <laughs> he had to make me go in my bag real quick. You feel <laughs> me? But, Derek uh, the Publix is she at. Uh, all of them she's all floating of them. Oh, okay, right, here we go. I live right
6: by one I, I'm right by the East Nashville one I'll stop in all right what else you got Tyler So this is sort of this is an interesting story that tackles a a justice issue from a different perspective than we uh, than we usually hear about or that we we talk about on this show. Did you guys follow at all the case of the of the four men who were arrested in connection with attempting with with hatching a plot to kidnap the governor of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer? Do you guys remember this story at all? Have you followed any of it?
4: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I remember and it. Did, you I see, did you did it. you
6: see the outcome of what happened this week the uh what the the, the what the jury found in the case they, of these four guys they were essentially acquitted right
4: two men two Tell of the us. men were
6: acquitted and two other of the men ended in a mistrial they they the jury what? was not able to come to a conclusion on them so it's it's a very interesting case and there's a there's a lot of details to it which we uh, we wrote about over on relevantmagazine.com but basically what the jury found was that this was a case and their according to their decision of some sort of entrapment, the undercover agents who were involved with these men goaded them, manipulated them into committing crimes that they otherwise would not have hatched on their own. They said there was evidence that they were drinking with these guys, that in some cases they got high with these guys, they used marijuana, and then filmed them saying things, hatching things, coming up with plots that they did not have the intention or even the resources really to pull off without the help of these federal agents who were trying to catch them in the Act. The the jury found that essentially, according Mm. to to their attorney, uh, they said here in America, we do not make terrorists just so we can arrest them. And despite a huge amount of evidence, and there was a huge amount of evidence that the defense was not allowed to bring to trial, the judge was very, very unfriendly towards the defense's case. Uh, The jury found was found that it was just a very threadbare case when you took when you took away the fact that there were agents who were sort of pushing their buttons in the minds of the jury to get them to do this thing. And without that, all you really have is them talking about stuff that is protected by the first amendment so it's a really interesting case it kind of calls to mind some of the quantile pro operations towards the black panther party in the 70s which we've obviously read a lot about but it's an interesting case of what does justice look like in something like this or or how do you punish something like this and uh and there's not a lot of great answers to that but two of these guys are walking free and two others will have a trial coming up here in the next few months
1: I've tried I've tried this this I've tried this defense every time I get pulled over for speeding. Yeah. And yeah. um I, tell, I see the I tell the cop like you were behind me so I tried to speed <laughs> up to get you know give you some room. And you push me into speed. and I always get tickets. Entrapment.
4: How's that working <laughs> out for tickets. you? <laughs> there there is. I mean, this case does demonstrate or or illustrate, you know, this this tendency with some law enforcement institutions, you know, there was a case here in Virginia. I mean, it's about a decade. It's a decade or so ago. It ended tragically with the the suspect was was actually killed in a SWAT team raid on accident. The uh, one of the police officers accidentally shot him, Uh but it was a local young guy who the, uh, you know, law enforcement was trying to bring down like gambling rings or something. So they ended up striking up a conversation with with uh, essentially a friend of a friend of someone involved in gambling at a bar, someone who wasn't even interested in gambling, but kind of talked him into hosting poker games and kind of low-level stuff just so they would have a case, just so that they would have a wow. suspect. And it ended up, you know, this guy didn't even want anything to do with it, but he felt pressured by these people, these other guys who ended up being undercover federal agents who 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 it was a case of entrapment and you know obviously this case uh with uh in in wisconsin it's not too dissimilar where tyler to your point it was uh, federal agents creating you know criminals out of normal people and you know it, it is it is a um I think when you see the, the case on the surface, you're like, well, how could they not be guilty? But then you, when you see the, how they were kind of essentially kind of baited into saying certain things and doing certain things, mm-hmm. y- you can see why it's very problematic to take just average Americans and then turn them into criminals right. just so you have someone to prosecute.
1: You know? a- right. Every time I have a house party and the cops show up for noise complaints, I try the same defense uh-huh. and it just, it just mm-hmm. hasn't
6: worked out. It's a good you were playing sirens. We could hear undercover yeah, cops here at liar. the party,
1: and they were saying, "Crank it up, crank it up to the window." <laughs> ah, yeah, and
4: yeah. He put on that. Never yeah. out? He put on that new <laughs> usher song. What was I supposed to do? That is entrapment, <laughs> sir. Have you heard the new Drake? How am I supposed to play it at a low level? If that's not entrapment, take me to the Supreme Court. Take me right now
6: i'm sure the, i'm sure at the police ball you guys turn the weekend down here we right right tell me that with a straight all tense. right what else we got what else we got last thing we want to do i just wanted to know this is just we, we don't do this necessarily a whole lot but this is a sort of a fun uh if if you if you are somebody who's been waiting for the time to go back to the movie theaters now is the time i wanted to shine a light on a few upcoming movies that i'm that we're really excited i'm really excited about the relevant offices we were talking about them a bunch yesterday and it, if it now would be a time if you feel safe to get back into the movie theater and support some some like not necessarily like temp pole Marvel movie type franchises but actually see some really good movies uh, f- you have everything everywhere all at once uh, which is in, starring Michelle Yeoh which is in wide release uh, this weekend uh, That's that's been directed by Daniels and I'm very very excited about this one been hearing a lot about this one got raves at the film festivals when it was released last year now we get a chance to see it
3: my son has already seen it and he so, loved oh, it oh, we if have to bring that.
6: him on yes. as like
1: our a roving report or? did he sidle up for a shift for a shift uh an unauthorized shift at the movie theater to see it <laughs>
3: no he was a regular oh, he was a regular it. consumer okay. regular consumer dang you trying to blow his spot up camera <laughs> it's a That's
1: great draft man he puts on the, sh- the theater shirt from when he was employed there and he just shows up sits in the back row he's good walk in yep Anyway. Yeah, camera to come <laughs>
5: yeah,
4: this is camera's own entrapment yeah.
1: I was entrapped by my shirt I'm so sorry you also have oh, the unbearable gosh. weight
6: of massive talent oh, this is Nick Cage as Nicholas Nick Cage, Cage and Nick Cage uh, it's very very the screener it's on Tuesday great reviews yeah camera's gonna go see it early there's an Orlando screener uh, that would be relevant Got getting very very good early word of mouth buzz out of this one excited to see how Nicholas Cage tap- captures the role that he was born to play. Uh, Following that, you have the Northmen. Uh, that's with uh, that's starting, uh, one of the Skarsgård brothers I get them all confused but one of those Skarsgård boys and Robert Eggers loose riff on this sort of Viking Hamlet it sounds like the uh, a, a Hamlet a Viking spin on the Hamlet story also getting great reviews and then this one is a Marvel movie but it's one to get excited about because Sam Raimi is directing the latest Doctor Strange it's been a long time since we got uh, something from sort of an auteur director uh, a really serious filmmaker who has been very adamant that they use his few green screens as possible use actual sets and of course Benedict Cumberbatch's is, is always fun to watch in that role so it's a great excited about all these can't speak to the content of any of them so don't want to give a blanket go see it statement <laughs> but, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll obviously be covering these at the site so as they come out and as we can see them we'll make sure you have today in on how they are
1: but it's pretty fun it's a fun couple Tyler's of weeks movies. Takes, Tyler's <laughs> takes
6: everyone I like it <laughs> I,
2: it's,
1: it is a good little run of movies coming up it's I'm glad I'm not really into the uh, CGI movies so I'm
2: yeah. excited yeah. about Nah bro hold on I'm with the CGI movies but I like <laughs> I other movies too though you feel oh, me you, know you like pizza and you like chocolate I mean <laughs> I, I get I'm it saying. You, like, <laughs> you yeah.
1: feel me yeah. <laughs> All of them Alright well there's a lot more where that came from go check out relevantmagazine.com follow us on all the socials we're publishing stuff all day every day thanks Tyler Thanks everybody all right, stay tuned. Up next, Juan Day joins us. No, no,
5: don't ever look down. The reason, don't ever look down. Lion and left is coming soon. Awesome. No, no,
1: don't ever look down. The reason, don't sun. ever look down. Lion
5: and left is
1: coming down soon. Hey, yo, wake up. You want to rock a ships paradise? and Christ. Pick your chin up and pick your. We're listening up. to Streetlights oh, and, Prisms. No and Prisms. The song is Don't Look Down. Hey, if you like this podcast, but you might like it better if there were no ads, you can do that. Head over to relevantmagazine.com and sign up for Relevant Plus. For just a couple bucks a month, you get this podcast ad free. You get Ad-free, unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com, including the full podcast and magazine archives. Our beautifully designed digital issue and a little more. Uh, Check out all the info right there on the Relevant Plus tab at relevantmagazine.com. Well, our guest today is Wande. She's a Nigerian Christian hip-hop artist based out of Austin. She's the first female artist assigned to reach records, actually. She's known for her amazing songs like Don't Worry About It and Blessed Up. Well, she recently sat down with uh, Tyler to discuss her journey in the industry and where she hopes Christian hip-hop will go next. Here's our conversation with One Day.
0: That up. I got the
6: I do creatively, how you doing? Do you feel I feel like a lot of people were feeling a little bit like kind of creatively uninspired coming out of like pandemic stuff and you're locked down and some days it's harder to write than others. How are you feeling about that?
0: Yeah, I feel like I mean as creatives we go in waves, and of course, like a lot of us, uh-huh. you know, feel a lot of emotions because that's how we emit it into the music. Um so I, I would say there's ups and downs, but overall I feel like um I just keep myself surrounded by things that inspire me. So it kind of helps me as I go into the studio, always have something to talk about.
6: What sort of, like when you say st- keep stuff for any that inspires you, what sort of stuff does that look like?
0: Yeah. So recently I've actually been really into art. So I've actually been going to museums lately. And oh, cool. so that's been actually really inspiring for me. Just like the colors and all of that stuff. I don't know. It's just like the beauty and the awe. It's like, wow, like, man, God created these talented people who are doing all these things and even <laughs> nature. Um, stuff like that makes me want to just now talk about God and how creative he is and just the, the things that he's been able to create uh-huh. on this earth.
6: Do you ever feel like when you're looking at some, like when you're looking at other visual art or, or maybe you're watching a really good movie or something like that, that, it creates an emotion in you, a mm-hmm. sense in you, whether that's, you know, respect or beauty or heartbreak, or it can be anything. You're like, I want to do that. But with music, does that, yeah. do you ever get that impression? Is that something that is, is it hard for you to know how to translate those feelings into making music or does that come pretty easily? No,
0: I think it's honestly like, that's exactly the description I would use of like how it inspires me. Like Whenever I see like a beautiful art painting, like that just feels alive and lively. I'm like, wow, this is beautiful. And like, I can feel the emotion and it's just a picture. So then it does inspire me to now then be like, I want to make people feel alive and feel like the joy of the Lord through my music. Mm-hmm. And so it's an interesting thing to translate into words, but like, I think instruments kind of fulfill that process. And so instruments help create almost what you can experience through painting. down, tell me what you see, what you see. Ain't the Do go you feel like
6: from the, the time when you first started now, now. performing to now, have you seen how you handle a live show change? Do you feel like you've grown as a performer? Do you feel like you've gotten better? How has your perspective on performing changed?
0: I would say the biggest change I've experienced is just like my communication. I think as my um, fan base has increased, I've like increased a sense of urgency to be like, wow, like if I'm captivating this many people's attention, like let me use this to like actually communicate a beautiful message or communicate the things yeah. that God's been teaching me because it's like, wow, I have this this window of time to impact people's lives. Um, so I think it's impacted me the most in terms of me not just being like, oh, let's just have fun, but be like, let's have fun. But like actually impact an important message with this time that we've been given in front of this audience
6: uh-huh. that's a lot of responsibility do you feel that responsibility like does that feel like kind of a, a weight on you
0: yeah for me almost it's like not even just like a weight it's almost like a joy i guess to an extent it's like oh, cool. versus saying like oh i have to do this it's like oh i get to do this like wow like this is beautiful that god has trusted me enough to be like tell tell my people About, you know, Uh that they're loved, that they're amazing. Like tell the people about who God is. So for me, it's not so much a weight, but like a joy that ignites me to keep going.
6: How about as a songwriter? How do you feel like you've changed uh, as a songwriter since you first started out to now today?
0: Yeah, I think um, just because, of course, I've also like kind of gotten more into adulthood, I would say um, I've matured more. So one, I'm this I'll always talk about Jesus because I love Jesus so much. So like this is constantly on my brain. But I would say, too, just like um, enduring more life, you know, adulting, seeing real responsibilities and stuff (laughs) like that. I think it's changed my writing, too, to like incorporate those type of things, because people are going through real life issues. Like I lead a small group at my church. And so with the small group that like when we talk about real life like people are going through real things so I think that inspires me too to like oh let me encourage them in these type of ways too because people are going through real life issues yeah feeling like a press white tea hey grace that shit on me hey money can't really buy me hey some of y'all press that's tea hey feeling like a press white tea hey grace that shit on me hey money can't
6: as you kind of look to the future for for your career and just for you personally you've obviously come a long ways you've been able to accomplish a lot in the last few years where would you like to go where what if there was no assuming there's no ceiling what would you like to see change about the music you make the message that you have the kind of people that you're talking to and working with do you have any plans Mm -hmm. on that front
0: Yeah, I would say I think my heart recently has been growing a lot more for women. I would say before it was kind of just neutral, like, oh, I just want everybody to know about Jesus. But I would say, like, I think now, like, God has been creating a special place in my heart to really just make women feel loved. I think he's been highlighting a lot of women in my life to me who just gone through just, just a lot of things. And like a lot of things that society is always constantly pushing on you on social media and stuff like that. So I think God has really highlighted to me that I really want to just create almost like a ministry through my music and through my lifestyle of just Uh, letting women know that they're loved, that they're beautiful, letting them know like there's a special way like God can use them through their life and that they don't have to just be a fake version of themselves to try to fit in, but they can be authentically who God created them to be. Um, Yeah. And just educating people. I love educating people with knowledge because I feel like knowledge is power as well. So a lot of people just don't have access to resources. So they just sit in the dark and they never accomplish goals and visions because no one Mm -hmm. ever encouraged them or shared with them resources. So for me, I think the biggest expansion I want to do is just empowering people. Like I want to empower you with knowledge, with wisdom, with encouragement and let's go.
6: Do you have any theories about why that cuz it's one thing to, you know, I think a lot of people we hear that and women do hear this sometimes, you know, they hear you're you're loved, you're beautiful, you're you're perfect as is. Um but it's so hard to hold on to that. It's so hard to internalize that. Why do you think that message is such a difficult one to hold on to? And and what do you want to do to try to help teach, especially women in this case, uh, a better way to make sure that that is that, that is yeah. a real daily part of their experience, especially with God?
0: Yeah, I think because mass media is preaching like a different gospel and saying this is what beautiful is or this is how you're loved. And usually it's by attaining things or by sinning. That's how people are getting loved in these TV shows. So I think that's why it's so hard, hard to hold on to, because then it's like. Okay, God, you're saying this, but this TV show is saying this. And so I think Uh that's why I want to just do that with my lifestyle. I think it's really big just to show representation. So me just being authentically myself, even on social media, showing people like, oh, wait, she loves Jesus and she's openly loving herself. So I guess there is people who exist who can love God and be normal and you know do this thing so i think even just me taking one step to be authentically myself and loving myself out loud and encouraging others to do the same that's even one step in the journey for other women i actually created an online community called vibely and so on Viably, it's like a almost like a group chat thing. So we have it separated into different um, categories. I have like a holy girl group chat. And so it's really cool because on that group chat, we all get to get together and talk and I can encourage them. And I share videos and just different things like that and encouraging scriptures and different challenges. So that way we can all encourage each other on the journey. I just want to feel elevated. Yeah. Wake up in the morning. say up by morning. Want to feel that levitation. Yeah
1: that was one day you can see more of that conversation with her and some other christian hip-hop artists in the spring issue of relevant you can read it for free you can read the ad supported version for free at relevantmagazine.com. and if you're a relevant plus subscriber you get your ad-free enhanced edition right there in your account dashboard. All right, stay tuned. Up next, it's your feedback.
5: Can we tell God from a man
1: Listening to Christine DeMarco, the song is You Are My Country. Okay, it's time for your feedback. So back on episode 957, we mentioned it. Uh, we learned about <laughs> Jesse's scheme to prank Virginia Beach, Virginia by by being a shadow figure and his reflective mirror on the street there mm-hmm. in the busy beachfront area of uh Uh, virginia beach and so we i told him i have a gorilla mask he should put that on just kind of freak people out and it got us talking about people thinking there was a gorilla inside that building a podcasting building clearly it's coco the trained monkey doing the coco podcast network we asked you if a gorilla had a podcast network what sorts of podcasts would be on it you guys hit us up at relevant podcast on twitter and hear some of our favorite replies
4: I like this one from Oh Kaiserbomb. <laughs> um, <laughs> this one seems uh, he says the, the the tagline for the show would be because dating is a jungle out there, and it would be Haram Bay, but it's spelled the bay B-A-E. is B A E. Remember, you guys uh, remember the Haram Bay yeah. meme. Uh-huh. I, hey, I'd listen. Or bay, I, I'd, because dating uh, is a jungle out there. I would get even even if I just knew that 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 is what this podcast is called in the tagline. I'd give it a shot. I'd give it one episode to find out what direction they're taking this.
3: Uh, oh Paul gosh. Moore says bananas on your cereal, and then it's the word the cereal podcast that was out a couple of years ago. I thought that was funny. Bananas <laughs> on your cereal.
1: Our very own Tyler Huckabee <laughs> replied. I know with the NPR planet money logo, but he added a K and uh, it's planet monkey, the planet monkey show. (laughs) I like that. It's a money show. For the Coco Podcast Network.
4: This orangutan life. Yeah. Timmy boy. So yeah, so, we, this we have this monkey life and this orangutan life, which uh I like. Yeah. It's like the old po- yeah. it's like the old podcast adage, like any narrative show eventually just becomes this American life. Like any any narrative podcast just transforms into a a slightly lesser version than this American life eventually.
2: That's true. I didn't think of that. Somebody said same topics as Joe Rogan and I was like, wow. <laughs> Alex Burks. All right, <laughs> <laughs> I <mean>, Alex Burks.
1: <laughs> Basically, the Joe Rogan show That's is pretty savage. Alex. No different. I mean, they, no literally,
4: they literally have a chimp sound effect at the beginning of every episode of that podcast. So I are you li- serious? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I've only listened to parts of a couple of them. Yeah. I, it's not really my thing, but well.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's a lot of good ones in here. Uh Kaiser said the same thing. He said uh fostering bananas, cooking for your troop. So fostering bananas, bananas foster. foster I, fostering yeah. bananas, I get it. You know bananas, bananas, you know what I'm I so so that's pretty yeah. pretty yeah. clever. Yeah, well, clever. I like it. Yeah. Tim
4: uh Schindler said yeah. that he was yeah, <laughs> he was yelling the whole time. <laughs> It has to be sponsored by MailChimp. <laughs> That's, That's right.
1: The Cocoa That's Podcast stuff. Network.
4: Uh-huh. Uh, Aaron pointed out, well, this is true, Conan O'Brien already has a Team Cocoa Podcast Network. So maybe we could just merge there. Oh, yeah. You know? cool.
1: Well, there's a lot more where that came from. Go check it out. There's a, there's a lot. You guys were very creative. Uh, I think, Jesse,
4: you need to get get on this i think it's the next project for your team i think so i mean we've already abducted a few um you know apes that are uh you know chained (laughs) up here and we're just feeding bananas to waiting to do something with them and so hopefully (laughs) or are you giving them alcohol <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get them nice and loose. You remember? You
2: remember the uh, last slice we had when they were testing out alcohol on, on
5: yeah. the monkeys? Mm-hmm.
4: That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it was. I think the slice was they were testing a medicine that would end people's alcohol dependency, but the only way they could safely yeah. test it was to make to monkeys drunk. addicted to alcohol. Which uh, oh, yeah. maybe it's one of the
2: reformed. Maybe it's one of the more reformed monkeys. Like maybe it's like a. Like, you know what I'm saying? An AA. And it's like, yo, maybe that's a podcast. That oh, uh, reform that way. I thought you meant like reform theology. reform theology. I was like, what does that have to do with <laughs> a monkey <bar?" laughs> I don't know. No, I don't even know nothing about that. I don't. Listen, my comments have been clean for like one month. The last thing I need is some dude with a Charles Spurgeon uh, avatar. getting on my comments. I don't want no smoke with y'all. Y'all leave me alone. I, hey, you know, actually, I have a real question, Derek. Maybe business? you can enlighten no. me on this. How come so uh-huh.
1: many in in the last decade, how come so many Christian hip hop guys were very outspokenly reformed theology? I always wonder
2: Really? Ambassador. Yeah, he... um Ambassador... Ambassador took Lecrae under his wing. And uh-huh. Lecrae took a lot of us under his wing. So uh-huh. I think you could point most of that back to him.
1: I wasn't going to name names, but I was just curious. Cross-smoke. You know,
2: like... Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, I yeah, know. That, guys. You know,
2: look, shout out to y'all reform dudes. I don't want no smoke with y'all, but yeah, that's <laughs> just not me. So I'm not on the boat. So y'all could just... Take I'm y'all do y'all thing, I'm gonna do mine. And I love y'all. It does just,
4: seem like do now you, that Derek, now that you mention yeah, it, just stay over there. Leave me alone. It does seem like a part of a lot of the reform crowd is you know, a lot of times looking for some sort of debate where, you know, yeah, like that, it's where, yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, where it's like I don't
1: Why why is that though? It seems like unique to the reformed stream that they want to oh, fight about theology all the time. I they're a very
3: intellectual that? type of people. And so then they would think, oh, I have to tell them what is right. I have to inform them of all the things that are right because I'm so very So you're saying smart. there's not
1: intellectuals in the Southern Baptists or something? You're saying a bunch of dumb people? Uh, a lot of reformed people uh, are Southern Baptists. A lot Baptist. of reformed
3: Southern Baptists. Yeah, yeah. No. I don't think it's like a denomination at all. And so I think you'll find it a lot of places. Uh, but I think there's this kind of uh, like... I'm super, super smart. He's definitely a reform charismatic
2: healing. stream, yeah. for sure. I think that I think that when you put I think this is a, a issue with religion across the board, but when you put the focus on conversion and when it's on conversion and it's on proclamation, then what it does is it empowers people that are that don't have enough life, that hasn't had enough life sticks to their ribs. Like I mean, literally you seeing guys come into this reform thing, read a few books by Jonathan Edwards or some old dead white guy. And then they're like off to the races. They're, they're in parks debating mm-hmm. reforming or whatever. And it's not because you put so much emphasis on, um on con- conversion and on proclamation. Uh, and I think that that's, if there's any flaw that I would say in, I'm not saying every reformed person is like that, but I'm saying for a lot of the young zealous people, like they don't really train them on much outside of knowledge. And you know, the Bible says knowledge puffs up. You don't really see a lot of people saying, Hey, you should work more on like loving people that may not necessarily agree with what you're saying. Like that's not really one of the tenets. So it just winds up being a bunch of people arguing with one another. And then also it's a, very exclusive thing, like the exclusivity, like there's only these people that have it right. And then everybody that doesn't have it right, it's okay for you to forcefully debate because you're standing for truth. So it doesn't matter about their feelings, facts, none of that. You're standing for truth. So truth, regardless of whether you know it to be true or not, you're standing for it and you have to put put your foot down. So it's like, again, reform people, I don't want no smoke. Y'all leave me alone. Leave me alone. Like I you can hit Tyler Huckabee up or uh, <laughs> Jesse Carey. <laughs> they will gladly, they, they will gladly take all of your debates. And they would. Will... <laughs> it, it
1: feels to me like there's this fine line between knowing why you believe what you believe and standing for truth, you know, you know, yeah. but, but, not being Pharisaical, we're not being holier than thou, and yeah. that like a almost like a spirit, like a, I don't know, right, like a righteousness, like a haughtiness comes upon you. You know, like the, there's a fine line there. It seems like the people who like know the theology, know their theology the most, are the most judgmental and argumentative. And then the people who are like, "Nah, God is love. They just don't even know why they believe what they believe. They don't know what the Bible says. So it's like. There has to be a so balance, like, right? Right. right. Also, Somewhere in the middle, right?
3: <laughs> yeah. I also think we saw a lot in like the early 2000s of this whole movement of young reform people and this like, you know, um mm-hmm. really standing the ground. And I want to talk about this all the time. And I want to debate about this all the time. I, I personally like don't see that craziness as much anymore. And all my cards on mm-hmm. the table here, I probably subscribe to a lot of those ideas as well. And so, but, but mm. I'm not like that, but I think a lot of people would say they would put the issues that they believe about what makes someone reformed. And they would take those to like a top, like die on the Hill table when they don't need to be there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like, yeah. Oh, I'm going to, ch- if you don't believe this, then you're not a real Christian. And that's not true because that's not what the Bible says. And so I think that we've seen a decline in that a little bit. Don't come for Derek, you guys. Um, but I think please, you know, just, just leave Derek me
2: alone at, at, at Derek spent so Minor the <laughs> Minor no I spent so many years in that world not knowing right. where the heck I was at listen y'all we done broke up I don't know if y'all know but it's like I love y'all but we not dating no more so like just if I'm just you know what I'm saying like please did you block their alone, number? number? did you
1: block their number or can they still like do oh, a you I up block every, I block everybody oh,
2: okay. bro All right, like All right. bro it is, I don't care if you reformed atheist I don't care who you are if you a clown I used to feel like I was weak for blocking people like man I should be able to take this abuse but it's like nah you getting blocked bro like that's just what it's gonna be so just it's, a, it's just it's a useless effort bro I love y'all but just leave me alone thank you alright next
4: time <laughs> when, when people Ask my theological leanings. I just usually say exhausted. Just I don't. I don't have the (laughs) bandwidth to to really dig in right now. To be honest, my theological
2: lean is I love Jesus, and I don't know much. That's my theological lean. It's like I love Jesus. I don't really know a whole lot. But if you're in my vicinity, I'm going to love you as much as I can. That's that's my yeah. theological lean. Everything else, the the nooks and crannies of the scriptures, I have my opinions and my thoughts on it. But you know what? At the end of the day, man, I'm just here to love people. That's it.
1: Just the fact that like you could be watching on Twitter like a, a debate between two Christians, and they're debating theology using the same Bible to come to completely different conclusions. You know, just kind of says that we maybe need to hold this with an open hand and walk in humility that God, you know, can speak <laughs> and reveal himself in different ways at different times. You know, I I don't know. I just it just seems like why does everybody get so angry about that stuff? We know in part we see in part. We don't yeah. have it all figured out. Sorry. You know,
2: and I'll give a will give a warning to uh, all of the young listeners that are listening. You know, I was at one point in time. I was where you're at. And 85% of the people that I grew up with don't believe most of the stuff they believe 10 years ago. And more than likely, I don't know if what it's going to look like 10 years from now. Like, so don't blow up your whole life, your friendships, your families, and all those different things over stuff. You don't know if you'll believe 10 years from now. Now, I I mean, I hope you're still a believer, a Christian, but I'm like, I know people that would have fought you with fists over, reform doctrine and they don't even subscribe to most of it anymore that now will they go back to it? I don't, I don't know what's going to happen, you know? And I know other people that were like, Hey, I don't believe, you know, they, they were to the left wing and then they swung to the right. And I'm just like, at the end of the day, let's just hold everything but Jesus and love with the open hand. Mm -hmm. Or you know what I'm saying? Like we put that in a closed hand, Right, we love Jesus and we we love people and everything else. I'm not finna debate you over catechisms and what happened with some old guys, Martin Luther and all them. Just not.
1: The window to the wall. I don't know why you said from this to this, and the little song got stuck in my go- head. <laughs> yeah, debate. <laughs> I was I woke up this morning with the Golden Girls theme song stuck in my head and it has been in my head on loop. As y'all been talking.
4: You know it's gonna be a good day when that happens. You
1: know. I don't know why. And it wasn't just the normal theme song. It was that guy that went viral for doing the runs and stuff in the golden girls theme song. You know what I'm talking about? Like even no.
0: a apart First off, them
1: theme songs was fire back
2: in the 80s though huh. everyone you <clears throat> knew
4: it, it mm-hmm. was like because they they were they would basically sum up the entire like elevator pitch for the show <laughs> introduce <Yes>. every character <laughs> yes. and, and then and then just hint There, there was also like it was very important to establish what city this sitcom takes place in, and there has to be a couple bars. Perfect Strangers was all about Chicago. Yeah, exactly. And it's like none of this is relevant to the show. Like this, this Perfect Strangers or Family Matters, it could be in any town in America, and it would not change the show at all. San Francisco was, but for some reason, we need to establish with about a three and a half minute pop song. Every character. Theme music had a run. The 80s, the
2: 80s, the 90s, and like yep. the early 2000s has some yep. high quality theme songs. Like think about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like I don't know. Chippendales Rescue fire. Rangers. Chippendales Rescue Rangers.
1: Hey, them choice was fire, yo. about
3: Three's Company? Three's Company. Martin. Three's Company. yeah.
2: woo Dude, hey, they had some theme songs for real. You know who ruined it?
1: Lost.
3: That was the entire theme song for Lost.
1: And now all of
4: a sudden shows just load their logo. It's just, oh. You know, it it reminds me of everyone needs to go back and and watch Too Many Cooks. Do you guys remember that? That kind of adult swim video prank from, I don't know, it was probably uh, six, seven years ago, maybe longer. But it, it ran on Adult Swim. So in the middle of the night, a... A theme song intro from like an 80s sitcom just started playing on Adult Swim. But it just kept going and going and introducing more characters as the (laughs) song was just like too many cooks, too many cooks. And it was about the Cook family. But they just kept introducing characters for like 10 minutes. And then like there's like one of them is like a puppet alien guy, like an elf type of 80s character. And then you know, he starts fighting the family and it just like descends into just chaos. Uh, But it Anyway, if anyone's looking for a good send up of 80s theme songs, Too Many Cooks is, is a classic. So
2: I, I'm going to I'm going to put the pinnacle. We need to. This might need to be question of the week. What is, is the? It is. It is. It's oh. going to be question of the week. So go ahead. What's, the, it mount, Ru, what's the Mount Rushmore of yep. theme songs? Of for me, mm. I got Jefferson's.
3: Oh, I was going to say yeah. the Jefferson's. I got Jefferson's. I,
2: I, I, got, Jefferson's. Yeah. I got Fresh Prince. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I got Full House. We're about a different world. And nah, different uh, world. It's either it's gonna be either different world, but then guess what though? We can't leave out. Steve Urkel and Family uh, Matters. That's <laughs> a high <laughs> level theme song. But are Dallas. Did y'all watch Dallas? No, 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 no. Y'all didn't watch Dallas. <laughs> We're not people in Texas. Dude, I'm not in <saute> Texas. I'm, I, Texas Dallas. I was like, yo, I don't know Dallas what's going on. They got Cowboys. Is mm-hmm. oil and all this stuff? I'm Somebody like, got man, murdered. I don't we know. don't know. It like Every edit, show
1: yeah. in the 80s had epic yeah. theme songs It seemed like drama, Magnum PI, didn't matter. And then in the 90s, it was just almost like the yeah. sitcoms, like the TGIF shows invested in the in the theme songs. Yeah. And yeah.
2: cartoons. Home improvements theme song was crazy. Oh, yeah. oh. oh yeah, oh, yeah. What, what made you do that like what would make you do that like what
4: was what was happening when
2: you was in the tracking I session I do not
3: remember the the entire all theme song.
4: yeah so somebody's oh like hey gosh. what if we just what if we just auto-tuned Tim Allen grunts for like 45 <laughs> seconds <laughs> <laughs> that's the and they're like no well, what's the theme song and they're like it's just so Tim Allen grunts is that <laughs> yeah it's just alright yeah, so just that is the
1: question it. of the week yeah. tell us your Mount Rushmore of show theme song Songs, your favorite ones and why uh, hit us up on twitter at relevant Podcasts or, or wherever you see us post this question on socials and we'll read our favorites and play some of them on next week's show well before we wrap things up i want to thank Juan day for joining us today make sure to check out her music and head over to relevantmagazine.com to read more of our interview with her she's featured with some other great artists in the spring issue of relevant again the ad supported version is available for free at relevantmagazine.com. And if you want the enhanced edition, tablet edition, ad-free, you can sign up now for Relevant Plus. The issue is stacked. Ryan Reynolds, Bob Goff, Channing Tatum, Madison Pruitt, Shauna Equist, so many more. It's incredible lineup. Go check it out. Also, while you're at relevantmagazine.com, make sure to sign up for our daily newsletter to keep up with all the great new content we're putting out on the site. You get our top five trending articles in your inbox every morning. It's a great way to stay in touch. Also, another great way is to follow Relevant on all the socials. Uh, We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you know, where you are publishing every day. Make sure to follow Relevant. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey.
3: I'm Jamie Ivey.
1: I'm Derek Miner. We will see you next time. Have a great one.